Good morning. Whoops. Today is New Year's Day, so um, I'm going to be sipping from a cup of uh, coffee this morning because I have kind of a snuffy nose, as you'll be able to hear as you hear me snuffing um, or sniffing, whatever you like to say. Happy New Year's Day. We made it through New Year's Eve, and now we're firmly planted in New Year 2021, and uh, hoping, I know we're all hoping it brings uh, a little bit better year than last year, and uh, that we see a lot of healing and a lot of changes in our world as we try to eradicate this virus and get our economies back. Um, it's it's really, I'm very much aware in my little corner of the world that I'm hearing and seeing about more people getting sick with the virus. And this third wave is, uh, I think, affecting a lot of us who who felt a little bit, not I'm not at all isolated from it, but um, not aware of, not as many people that we were really in contact with or know or feel a, a personal connection to, you know, now that seems to be what we're, we're seeing more and more. So if you're like me, you had a very quiet New Year's Eve. Mine are always <laughs> very quiet, but uh, it's been a long time since I partied on New Year's Eve. And uh, one of my neighbors came out into the hallway at midnight and uh, yelled out Happy New Year. And so heads were popping out and people were, it, that was a party for us, right? We got to see each other right as we moved into the new year. And then she held a radio up a few minutes later and it was playing Auld Lang Syne. And uh, so we had music, entertainment. So our celebration was about five minutes long, and it was delightful. Got to see some of the people that I actually spend a lot, spend more time with than anyone else. We see each other in the halls or out coming and going. If someone's walking down the sidewalks out of the building, they go right by my apartment. So that was that was nice, uh, and lots of lots of. Uh, New Year's messages this morning and last night. So that's kind of typical for my New Year's Eve anyway. So nothing nothing was new on my schedule. Um, this is a difficult time. I feel like for me personally, this is going to be a more difficult challenge getting through the winter. I've mentioned that, but uh, I know we're all feeling like we're so close with the vaccine vaccinations that, that I haven't heard anything about in my uh, in my specific situation. And my mom in Tennessee has not. They're having a. Uh, they they haven't heard when the when their assisted living group is going to receive vaccinations, but. They're also experiencing a, a outburst that they haven't had for the entire uh, nine months of the pandemic. So I can tell my mom is fearful because 
<clears throat> now it's in her building, and it seems like the cases have doubled since the beginning of this past week. And yesterday, she told me the numbers had had doubled. And I know it's I know she's uh, fearful, and she's trying to really handle it well. And I really I, I'm just amazed that she can talk about how it's frightening, but she's she's moving right through it but i'm feeling i'm i'm also feeling that fear rising up in me for her and um i know i know so many of us are going through these experiences so uh, we can we can connect with our sanghas we can connect with for me it's with the people that i see here on facebook and the people in the classes that that uh attend some of the same classes I do and then may attend some of the, the things I'm doing like the book group or some of the the monthly discussion groups for Blue Lotus Temple. And then uh, every two weeks I'm doing that same format with the Florida group. So there are people that I've been connecting with for the last nine months and we'll just continue on with that. And I know a lot of you are like me and you're thinking about what, what classes you want to take continuing online and what, you're, what you want to be studying or what you want to be uh, doing in terms of Zoom and continuing online. And it's always good to always remember the different, what we call sanghas, the different sanghas you probably have. So they're your communities. And, you know, my particular interests are in Buddhist topics and uh, different, different groups of us getting together. And it becomes just a place to come where we can bring that fear or that um, feeling of being down and be okay with it and be with people who are experiencing the same thing but are, are really working to uh, alleviate it and to, to turn inward and see how we can work with ourselves to make it through a difficult time. And you may be taking other classes, you know, uh, academic classes or poetry classes or ukulele classes, which was something I really wanted to do, but it hasn't materialized yet. Um, but there are all these different communities, whatever whatever you can do to keep yourself going forward and working through this difficult time we're in, and also to form different communities of interest. And we know that there are a lot of problems in society, and I think hunger is a big one. And I know one thing I want to do is find direct ways I can do my little, little bit with that. Uh, and not not having the sort of typical outlets for those kind of, you know, be, when the temple was open, we could always leave food for the food pantry in the shoe room of the temple, and it was taken every week or two weeks, or when the box was full, somebody would take it to the food pantry. And there was a lot more direct access and opportunities to, to uh, work with hunger, and now it's we're in a different world. Some of those channels of 
um, getting the food to the people who knew it have changed, who need it, I'm sorry. So we, we have to keep moving forward and remembering that this world is right now, we're on the verge of the vaccinations uh, and there are some difficulties in getting them, getting those rolled out, which they of course knew would happen. And there was a comment made when I was listening to the uh, BBC news this morning, like the same people who are the overworked and exhausted frontline workers in the hospitals and in public health. These are the, these are the same people primarily who are involved, especially with public health, these are the same people involved in getting the vaccination schedule set up and getting this rollout. So we're putting a huge load on the same group of people over and over. So try to be patient and don't, don't uh, be disheartened about the fact that you or your loved ones may not have gotten the vaccination process uh, initiated yet. It's coming. And uh, find something beautiful in your world that you can focus on when you need to, to be reminded of that. Oh, and someone just sent me a ukulele uh, YouTube. Okay, ukulele for beginners. Okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm ready for that because I keep thinking about it. And my friend Kim gave me this beautiful ukulele that she had an unused ukulele. And I know she's been practicing quite a bit and I have, I have not let that be a focus for me at all. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that specific link. Okay, I'll have to pull it out, pull out the ukulele. Um, so the world is still, the, the world has been through things like this in the past and will be through situations like this uh, in the future. So it's not something that we have a lot of control over other than to be safe and to uh, think of the safety of other people at the same time. We have, we have a lot of control that way, but don't let your frustrations about the lack of control you may feel in what's going on in the external wor world. We have to remember that the only, the only thing we can control is our reactions to things and how, how we want to work with these situations in a way that we'll be able to look back someday and, and uh, feel like we may not have contributed much, but we didn't contribute we didn't contribute anger um, or a lack of safety or a kind of uh, not care, uh, a lack of compassion. So just keep going. Let every day be some, a day that you can work with how you're feeling and rouse your, use that vidya, that energy that's such an important part of the Buddhist teachings. We need that effort, that energy, and we rouse that. We rouse that through um, having something that this is, we really desire to, to uh, do a lot of good things in this world. And we may desire to 
have a project where we're definitely helping people. And we rouse energy to do that instead of just sitting back and, uh, you know, being a couch potato and giving up any efforts to help out. But we do it when we rouse the, the energy to practice meditation and to make that be an ongoing part of our lives. So we have to remember that our good energy, our skillful energy and our wholesome thoughts about the issues in the world, we have to work at that and we have to rouse that energy and make that effort and persevere and have patience. These are all qualities that we think of as the um, qualities of a bodhisattva. That's a being who's who's uh, wanting to live in service to others and with compassion to others and to help others. We have to have those qualities. And we talk about that a lot. The pre-pandemic days, we could talk about all those qualities just as these wonderful qualities to develop and now these are wonderful qualities to, to develop and live with daily because we need to keep ourselves going and we need to feel that what we're offering to the world is compassion and uh, not contributing to the problems of burnout and fatigue and exhaustion that so many people are feeling. We have to be the ones you know, with an awareness that we need to make that energy, rouse that effort to um, to create something better and to give something better to people we love. So don't be the uh, whatever in your household you call the person who got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. You know, don't be that person as much as you can. Don't be Pollyanna. Don't be pretending a kind of gaiety or uh, that no that nobody is going to buy that too much. But we need to think of ways to actually, actually contribute to the world. So, oh, oh okay, uh, Tiff, you're asking, can I spell the word for energy? It's V-I-R. V I. It's V-I-R-I-Y-A. And it's pronounced vidya or virya, vidya. And it means that energy that we can arouse and putting, that's when we can put out the extra effort. So it's, it's in the, we think of it when we talk about enlightenment factors. And we also think of it when we're talking about the uh, 10 perfections. So it actually becomes part of the, uh, when we're talking about precepts and the Noble Eightfold Path and then the, the uh, Bodhisattva precepts, that's an important quality. And right effort is one of the, is part of the Eightfold Path. So effort and energy, because we're not, it's, this isn't the kind of energy so we can take a quick run, although taking a run might be a good way to help rouse it, but it's that able to be, to consistently come back and be able to rouse ourselves from a, from a, sometimes a negative place or a dark place 
to be able to do everything we can to rouse ourselves into a more awakened state. And I think in this pandemic, that's something we've all had. We've all been doing it. If you've been managing with a family and being, you know, together with people you dearly love, but you may be really ready to have a day off from them, getting up in the morning, you may need to arouse, to arouse that vidya and, and find within you the, the, the quality of being able to let that, let that come up. And then it can turn your day around. And if it turns your day around as a busy mom, it turns everybody's day around. And there are days when we may not want to have that burden on our shoulders, but it, you, it, it often has to be. And if it's a quality, quality that we're developing anyway, and we've already been practicing it, it's, I'm sure it's easier for people, but there's, if we talk about right effort and we talk about arousing that energy that helps us move forward, um, I'm going to chat by the fireside here and sip some coffee. And uh, so think about that rousing of energy. And it can just be the energy that that helps us find time in the day to sit and be with ourselves. So we think of meditation as a way to relax and a way to uh, really take a break from all of the noise around us and be, have a chance to go inward and be looking at our own mind and uh, taking care of our, our own selves. But sometimes it actually takes that quality of vidya to to help us have the persistence to keep moving towards those things that are good for us. Because it might be easier to just get caught up in the sound around us or to just keep keep going doing the things we have to do until we're just exhausted and that's when we kind of blank out and uh, watch Netflix too long. But it's all, it's that energy too to, to help us take care of ourselves and to also be available for others who, who, uh, who, who need us in their lives. So I'm going on and on, but I just wanted to say uh, it's we need to take keep taking care of ourselves and this I think is probably this third wave and this carrot that's way out in front of us and it seems like we'll never reach it um, this is the time we have to be particularly careful because we're going to be hearing uh, bad news from all directions so we have to we have to keep going within and don't overload on the news for sure. A little bit can go a long way. And uh, it's for me, it's being with all of you and the different classes that we're in together and the different ways we connect with the Sangha. Uh, these are these are all wonderful ways to keep going and to keep that energy, keep being able to bring it up from within us. And these are the times that are teaching us how important it is to be able to do that. If our lives are all lived 
wanting, waiting for other people to help make them be okay, or uh, waiting for other people to entertain us, or looking outside of ourselves too much. This is a time when we need to 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 readjust, make that adjustment to finding out who we are and uh, taking care of ourselves and remembering that uh, we always begin with ourselves, loving ourselves, befriending ourselves, taking care of ourselves, and that will flow out. It becomes, it quickly becomes something that just flows out of us because we began to see how important caring for ourselves is. And this is what the practice of metta is doing, and also compassion practice, and all of the the meditations that we think of as the Brahma Vihara, so metta, which is loving kindness and compassion, and sympathetic, appreciative joy, so appreciating the joy of uh, that others are experiencing. And... Uh, equanimity, that that finding balance and not letting things uh, rattle us, understanding that it's the nature of this world to always be rattling us. And these are the things that once we find a little bit of this for ourselves, we can feel so much how good it would be for others that when we practice, we, we, we keep it we develop it within ourselves, and then we even when we're just beginning that, we see what a difference it can make. And our natural tendency is to want to uh, let it flow out for others, and that's what metta practice is. That's what all these practices are. Just letting it, letting what you found that's healing and good, letting it just be extended out, out into the universe. And if we do that when we meditate on those different practices, we're developing it within ourselves, that quality, and we're allowing it just to move out into infinity, out into that big, giant, spacious world. So be, think about that when you're working on things that are helping you, that just by the very healing nature of that for you, it wants to be, it wants to go beyond, and it wants to go out to other people. So I'm going to stop now because I'm sure I've talked, <laughs> I'm sure I've cut out any meditation. So please uh, sit today, a good way to start the new year. And uh, don't worry about resolutions, just think about your intention for the day and take it one breath at a time. But please, please sit and uh, be good to yourself today. Spend a little time practicing. And if it's if the weather supports it, a little time outside. And uh, make this a beautiful day. And we're at the same time. You know, we're all kind of girding up for the uh, for the year to come. I know we're all feeling it. So. We'll get by as long as we have uh, connections like this. So a lot of peace to you and joy and love and uh, hope your loved ones are safe. Hope they're being cared for.
and for you as well. Thank you so much. I'm just going to read our favorite reminder for the year. Oh, it's beginning to snow here, so maybe I'm not going to take a walk today. And we can recite it together. I think a lot of you know it. We believe... Wrong one. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those without ref who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Thank you. Have a beautiful new year and a beautiful day.